Hi guys, this is Erica Weston with Fox Sports Midwest, and you're listening to my favorite St. Louis Blues hockey podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. ready to hear some noise tonight you're just seconds away from let's go blues radio all over the hockey universe No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Nice onesie. Is it coming men's? Oh, I think you come in men enough for all of us. And anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Welcome to Season 8, Episode 51 of Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey podcast, the often imitated, never duplicated, rarely impregnated. <laughs> I, I love that. I, I, you came out, that was genius, Jeff. I am uh, so happy that you're using that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Go Blues Radio. Uh, we're broadcasting live on Wednesday, February 5th, 2020. This is franchise episode number 237 all time. Your hosts tonight are yours truly, uh, Kurt Price and Jeff Ponder. Bill Day is on assignment. For your listening pleasure, uh, we'll be with you for the next little while talking Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues hockey. To interact with the show on social media, you can follow us on Twitter. That's at LGB Radio. Mine is at Kurt Price. Uh, Jeff's is at jponder94. And Bill's is at Billy Blue Note. So give him a follow too. He's, uh, he's sick in bed tonight. You can follow the show on Instagram, like us on Facebook, and of course a YouTube channel where this show is broadcast live. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe so you'll get notifications when we do go live each week. For those of you watching the live show right now on YouTube, you can comment in the live chat to my left, which would be your right. Uh, the website is letsgoblues.com where you can listen to or watch past episodes, browse the fan discussion forum, as well as get some uh, cool St. Louis Blues themes, t-shirts that help support the show. Uh, and uh, do us a favor, if you see us something that you like uh, that we put out there on social media or even one of our new shows, uh, share it. Post it, post links in the, uh, in the Blues Facebook groups uh, or on Twitter or wherever. Uh, the more people that see the show, the more we grow and the more we can offer everyone. So we'd, uh, we'd really appreciate it. Sharing the content we put out there will make the show even better than it already is, which I think we determined last week was uh, almost impossible. So Nearly impossible. <laughs> There's maybe like a fraction where we could improve just a little bit. Well, um, we uh, a couple announcements right off the bat. Uh, the Let's Go Blues dot com forums, the discussion forums, uh, got some great new features in there. Uh, keep getting added uh, after we upgraded it, so I'm kind of going crazy with uh, with cool new things in there. So uh, give that a check out if you uh, have a chance. Um, and since uh, well, I, I I am located like right right next to Missouri, and you are in Missouri. Uh, I guess we should congratulate the Kansas City Chiefs for. Uh, uh, no, actually, I'm in Kansas. Apparently, you're in Kansas. Yeah, you're the yep. great state of Kansas. Was great where, state where of Kansas. Oh, really? Yep. <laughs> um, so congratulations know, yeah. to the state of Kansas and the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, the NFL did presents you, the Lombardi did, Trophy. To, what was that? I was going to ask you did you did you watch the Super Bowl? Did you, were you cheering yeah. for the Chiefs? 
I was, I was, you know, I really, I'm not a Chiefs fan, and I, um, so, but, you know, I, I was uh, not a Niners fan either, so uh, I, you know, I, I went ahead and pulled for the Chiefs. I was. Does that go back I, to your Rams days? Being uh, the Niners. Um, I used to actually love the 49ers before the Rams came to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I was a Niners fan back in the Montana and Rice days. Yeah. So uh, was that it? was they were they were a lot, I mean they were a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I know I was I was pulling for the Chiefs. I, I actually wanted to see a close game. That's all I wanted to see. Yep. Uh, it just I did uh, blowouts suck in the Super Bowl. They suck so bad. So uh, I wanted to see a close game, and that's what we got. So it was good. It was fun. Nice comeback win in the fourth quarter. It, uh, it was fun. Yeah, I've uh, I was the same way. I I rooted for the Chiefs because you know they're a Missouri team, and um, because uh, the the in laws and and all them, everyone on that side of the family, they're all Chiefs fans. So uh, actually, my in laws even went to Kansas City to watch the game. They didn't go to the game; they just wanted to go to watch the game. So uh, they were in Kansas City for all that, which is pretty cool. Um, and yeah, so actually, they were on the Kansas side. They uh, that's not a joke. So they uh. were. On the Kansas side, watching the game, it is pretty damn close to Kansas. That people don't—I don't think people realize how close Kansas City, Missouri, is to Kansas. Well, I mean, it's literally right across. I mean, right. so okay, let's put it like this. One time, I was meeting a friend in Kansas, uh, Kansas City, Kansas City, Missouri, and uh, I got lost. This was before we had man. This is gonna make me sound old. This is before we used Google Maps and MapQuest for everything, and they just said, "Oh yeah, meet me at uh, the corner of such and so, such and so." Well, I drove a little further than that, and uh, when I turned around and I saw "Welcome to Missouri," I was like, "Oh shit, I was in Kansas." <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that is how close Kansas is, and Kansas City, Kansas is to Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, the NFL presents the Lombardi Trophy to the owner of the team, you know, the guy with all the money. The NHL, however, presents the Stanley Cup to the captain of the winning team. So I think. Uh, that I think that's all you need to know about the two, the two, uh, those two sports, the NFL yeah. versus the NHL. That is something I always found funny. And, and when you watch like the NBA, I remember I used to watch. I mentioned it last week I watched uh, a fair amount of Lakers back in the day, and I remember the, their their celebrations after winning. It was like them just sitting in this dark room with, um, you know, the five starters. They didn't even have the whole team together. And they were just in this dark room talking to some interviewer, and they were just kind of hooting and hollering and using champagne on each other. And I'm like, you don't have your whole team in there. Your head coach isn't even in there. You know, you watch these NHL celebrations, and it's, hey, guys, we did it. We all did it. We're all a part of this. Greatest trophy in sports. Greatest yep. uh, yeah, Kofi, uh, trophy presentation in sports. It's just, you know, you, you can't beat it. Nope. Uh, probably the biggest. <laughs> trophy in sports too it's pretty freaking big i mean even charles barkley has come out and said that you know stanley cup playoffs it's the most exciting and the cup is by far the most important trophy to win in all sports oh you 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 give me a a a, a, a clinching game overtime holy hell in the playoffs That's oh the yeah, best I mean, hockey I, I don't care who's playing i don't care if it's two teams i don't normally have a rooting interest for if it's in the playoffs i'm i'm glued to the game Anyway, because it's you know it's playoffs, and then if it's overtime, forget about it. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I agree. Who it is? Uh, official beers of episode number two hundred thirty-seven. Jeff, you've got uh, one of my favorites. I do, I do. Uh, I am drinking the uh, Four Hands Peanut Butter Chocolate Milk Stout Absence of Light, uh, one of the best beers in St. Louis. So, um, our friends that are tuning in from the Carolinas, 
uh, they may uh, they may want to pop out here and try one of these because it is the one of the best stouts that I've ever had, if not the best. I'm not I'm not sure if uh, maybe we'll have to ask them when they come on, uh, but. Uh... Uh, maybe you know. I, I'm I'm always intrigued uh, about the the local beers, and I don't know if they're beer drinkers or not. But um, uh, doing a little beer exchange would be kind of cool. Yeah. We yeah we we had a, we had a uh, for those that don't know we had a we had a beer bet with the San Jose Sharks and we won and uh, as a playoffs. Wait a minute, uh, wait a minute. We we beat the Sharks. Wouldn't we beat the Sharks? Uh, that would be the playoffs. Uh, okay. I think, it, I think it was last season. There was a yeah. controversial game five uh, 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 hand pass. So. Game f- yeah. four? Game four. Game three. Three. Game three. Holy cow. Yeah, game yeah. three. You're right, because it, it only went six. Right. Well, when you win as much as the Blues do, it's hard to keep track. <laughs> right. oh, one up. cup, everybody. One cup. Yeah, one cup. Hey, one is... is all I really wanted. That's all I, mean, I ever needed. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm getting greedy, but still. Yep. Uh, one is good. Just one before I die was like a, I mean, that's, I know what that, yeah. I, I literally there. have a t-shirt that says that. So yes. Yeah. Uh, mine, my beer is uh, from, um, and this is actually one of the beers from the uh, San Jose uh, uh, Bet, which I, uh, I thought we were out of those, but uh, we're not. It is the. Hermitage uh, two-ton imperial stout, and it's it's pretty good. I like it. It's a good stout. They, they sent some good beer. If I would have seen that when I was with you in studio last week, I probably would have drank it. Yeah, I would have stopped you. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it says filling our mash uh, our mash ton twice creates an imperial stout with bold, lingering dark chocolate character and espresso notes. Uh, it's good. I like it. I'm an espresso. I'm a uh, stout guy. Uh, I approve. I'd say you're pretty stout. I'm pretty stoutly. Mm-hmm. Um, today in blues history, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, February 5th, 1977. Uh, we are 20 years into 2020, and I like I saw 77 there, and I was like, I was like, what decade was? Uh, what uh, century was that? <laughs> I'm like, 1977 sounds so damn long ago now. And, yeah, it was. Ni- 1977, Bernie Fredericka recorded his first career hat trick in his fifth NHL game in the St. Louis Blues 6-5 win over the Buffalo Sabres. Um, Poor the, Buffalo, uh, just can't catch a break. I mean, you know, that's it, they are the most tortured franchise, I think, uh, especially over the past eight-plus years where they just cannot. They're just the worst team in hockey over the pr- past Eight did you see somebody well. threw their jersey on the ice in their last loss? Oh, did I don't I don't yeah. I mean you know I mean come on, and Eichel I think wants to be traded or is a rumor or somebody said there's a, Boy, he's trying to start something. If he goes, you just blow the whole thing up. Yeah, that's I mean, God. Jeff Skinner Tra- is one of the biggest disappointments this year in all of the <laughs> NHL. To add insult to injury, not not only have they have they just sucked for so long now, but uh, but when we got O'Reilly from them, the, okay, you've got it, you've got a nice trade chip here in O'Reilly. You can get something to build for the future. <laughs> they just didn't. They got, I mean, Saboka and uh, That's all yeah, and, and Berglund. Berglund's gone. Saboka sucks. And uh, uh, what's his face? Um, Teach prospect. Thompson. 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 He's having issues. So I just, yeah, they, I feel. And the, the, the draft pick. They're they're holding out hopes for that draft pick to Yeah, pan we'll out. see about that. <laughs> oh my God! I'm t- the fleecing of all fleeces. Uh, February 5th, 2015, uh, Yaskin, Tarasenko, and Schwartz uh, score goals in the St. Louis Blues 3-0 win over the Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> Jake Allen with a shutout and an assist as the Blues set a team record with a point in 13 straight games. They're approaching that uh, that record right now um, as far as like home games, I guess. Home games, not yep. straight games. But uh, Yeah, Buffalo Sabres again. Uh, sorry to hear that. Uh, anyone want to take bets on if the Dimitri Yashkin goal was a wraparound? I'm going to say no because he tried that often. I think I saw him successfully pull it off one time. That's possible. I think I saw it one time. I might have to try and find that goal. Just to see. I think I s- <laughs> uh, February 5th, 1974, the year I was born. St. Louis Blues allow a team record 54 shots. Wayne Stevenson, Blues goalie, sets St. Louis Blues record with 51 saves and a 3-2 loss to the Montreal Canadiens. Buffalo both, Sabres. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, b- both, rec- both records stood by themselves until tied by the Blues and Curtis Joseph on March 2nd, 1992, the year I graduated high school, versus Vancouver. Vancouver! Vancouver! You, uh, 1992. you graduated high school in 1992. I wasn't even I born yet. <laughs> that's, that's not true. That is not is true. It? I, it's not true. You were born in like no, 1964. It's, it's something like it was actually 54. Thank you. 54. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, uh, February 5th, 1994. Uh, Kelly Chase scored a goal in the, gra- the year I graduated uh, junior college. <laughs> okay. Well, I will admit I was nine years old in 1994. Uh, Kelly Chase scored a goal and then later was penalized for an illegal curve on a stick and a St. Louis Blues 4-3 win versus the San Jose Sharks. Uh, back when the Sharks were not very good. Yeah. yeah. Was that the year they beat uh, Detroit in the playoffs, though? 94? Uh, was that 93? I, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe Eric from Teal Town is listening. When did you guys uh, beat Detroit in the playoffs there, Eric? If you're listening, I'm looking it up. I don't know if he is. Oh, oh you're cheating. I haven't seen him doing? in the chat yet. I'm I'm cheating. All right. Ah, uh, and uh, so and that uh, that wraps up today in blues history. Uh, before we get to our next segment, which is uh, a big one, uh, Fit Kristen in our chat, which I don't know if we've ever seen Fit Kristen in here before. I think I know who that is. Right? Isn't that uh, somebody who talks to us every now and then on Twitter? Fit Kristen, uh, really? I believe I could be wrong. Uh, she's first, she says, go chiefs, super bowl champs. And she says the Carolina hurricane storm brew beer is pretty good. She says, okay. so right. I guess the hurricanes have an official beer. That sounds cool. Storm brew. That's uh, that's awesome. I see. I see Amanda in the, uh, on the staging area. You going a thumbs up. She apparently yeah. is a, she approves. Well, that'll be our first question. All right. <laughs> um, do you want to do the, let's, okay. Let's, let's do the, save the rest of this for. After the interview, we don't need to do any stuff. The, the wins in it rivalry stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah. But by the way, 1994, that was the year they upset the Red Wings, the Sharks. Ah. Looking it up now. Yep. Seven games. And then they Look lost you, to the uh, conference semifinals. Look at you uh, um, pulling off the stats there. Well, with Bill not here, somebody's got to do it. Hmm. Okay. Um, we, I'm going to transition right now. Boom. Look at that. How sweet is that? Uh, we have with us, joining us, uh, this evening, Omar and Amanda from the Red Volution, uh, the right. Carolina Hurricanes, a Carolina Hurricanes podcast. Uh, and that's the at Red Volution Rampage. Red uh, Rampage. The Twitter, okay. Red Volution Rampage. And the Twitter handle is at Red Volution R. Is that correct? That is correct. All right. And so uh, the Blues and the Hurricanes made a a trade. Uh, 
Yeah, and so I, I we, we kind of wanted. To, I mean, also you know they played last night, so uh, wanted to get your thoughts on maybe the trade at the time was made. It was uh, Justin Falk and uh, Edmondson were involved in the trade. Um, so your thought and and, uh, and Bach, uh, which is a, a right, prospect, down at Bach that you guys got. Um, so your thoughts on the trade at the time that it was made. What did you guys think? Right on the bat, you know, you guys have just won the Stanley Cup, so we had a good idea of who's who on your roster. And Edmondson was someone we, I personally was high on. So hearing that Edmondson was part of the return on Justin Falk, who at this point a lot of Kaniacs were a little disappointed in because he was touted a couple, several years ago as the future of the franchise. He was groomed for captaincy. He was being, uh, he was our all-star three years in a row, and to be quite honest, his progression was very disappointing. Uh, just the eye test alone, he gave up too many um, giveaways, too many uh, two-on-ones, and for a lot of times, he became the scapegoat for losses, and, and uh, last season was probably his best season in a while. And even then, uh, a lot of Kaniacs were ready t for him to get a new environment, let's say, a new a atmosphere for him, and to get Edmondson and Dominic Bach. Now, Dominic Bach was your guys' first-round pick. Uh, was it last year? Yes. Or a year before that? I, I think believe that's was, right. It was last year. Yeah. So um, I can touch on him later because I've watched him play at the World Juniors, and he impressed me incredibly but to get Edmondson back in return who has been incredible for us I think uh, I mean he's come in he missed training camp he came in straight into preseason and immediately meshed with everyone on the Hurricanes roster pretty well and the way he says it is because he came from an older Blues team where he was kind of like the young guy in the room and he's come to a very young hurricane scene where he's feeling that a lot of these guys are about his age. Yeah, I mean, we we talk about that on the show. The Blues recently, well, recently, uh, earlier in the year, brought in um, uh, Troy Brower. And one of the things Doug Armstrong said was, well, you know, he's got experience. We want a guy with experience. And I'm thinking, you literally have a roster of experience. They <laughs> all just went to the Stanley Cup final. So for Joel Edmondson, for you guys, bringing him in is like bringing in a seasoned veteran. He's been there. He can tell the stories. He, he's got all, I mean, trust me, the videos that came out on him uh, over the summer celebrating. Oh, yeah, I love those. those. Fun. I mean, that's, yep. that's why I just, like, this guy's fun, and the fact <laughs> that he's that much fun just makes him perfect for our Carolina yep. Hurricanes. Amanda, if you would, uh, what, is, what is your take on uh, – uh, do, 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 you, do your sentiments echo what Omar said about uh, Falk uh, uh, when he was in Carolina and then also Edmondson when he arrived? Well, yeah. I mean, um, you know, everybody loved Falk. He was just, you know, he was kind of a staple for Carolina. Um, but at the same time, it was kind of like, you know, it, it, it felt like it was time for him to move on. I don't know if that makes sense. Are, you're hearing me now, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So, um, yeah, I just kind of, it was just kind of like that whole, mm, I think you might have be happier somewhere else kind of thing. It was, it was an easier breakup, you know. 
Yeah, I um I, personally, I, I I Falk has been disappointing here. I, I, I he's he's not lived up to what we had hoped so far. Um, I do. He's had spurts where he he's, has. He's had about three, four game spurts where it's like, okay, this is the guy the Blues got. Yes, and he's and, been and, doing that in Carolina as well. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. And I I I like I, I I see the potential there. Yeah, I because you, you but but uh, there's there's the hiccups uh, that happen too often and uh, uh, I'm uh, it's interesting because uh, Doug Armstrong GM of the Blues has an out with this um, after next season when the uh, expansion draft happens uh, they, he could expose Falk and Seattle the Seattle take him though right? that's the thing at, at that salary and that term. Um, will they take him? He's got to play better. <laughs> Unless they have to get to the cap floor, you know, and take a guy like Falk. Or the Blues could say, hey, take Falk and we'll do this. You know, you could do but under the table lost stuff. lost that backdoor deal with Vegas. I really doubt that all these backdoor deals that, that happened with Vegas are going to see a repeat with Seattle because how many teams lost out on those deals? And look what happened. Vegas took a run all the way straight to the cup finals. It's interesting, and I, I'm I I I actually I like Falk, I do, um, but uh, we'll see what happens when when that time comes. I don't think he's going to get exposed, but you never know. Um, and I mean, I, I would I, expose him. He's a safe exposure. You lose him, I, I you agree. lose that deal. If you if he if you don't lose him, you keep your player. Yeah, and I you agree. Get to, you, I don't, you I don't get think to use that protection right. on Here's, someone else. There is yeah. no way that there's any kind of negativity around just not protecting him because like like i mean it was like uh if the blues still had yori latera um when vegas came in it would have been just leave him unprotected because they're not going to take him right yeah no that makes sense So i've met justin folk and i'm gonna tell you a little bit about justin folk and his personality of who he is so i've got a justin folk jersey and i've got it signed so i met justin folk as a part of a um Kind of a benefit for military. Um, so he, him, and Noah Hannafin, both gone from the team now, ran a program called True Defenders because um, they were kind of two Americ two of the many Americans on of the red, white, and blue line that we had going on. And Folk, one one individually, he he's a great person to be around. He's got great individuality, and he's got a, a lot of great personality. Uh, but what you, the sense you get is that he gives 120% until he can't. And then that's where you get your folk who's you know, making mental mistakes, who's getting hiccups, who's getting beat on the puck, who forgets where the puck is. That's what happens. You get 120%. You get a folk who gets a natural hat trick two years ago against the LA Kings. And then two games later, he's everyone's calling for his head. Um, so I got a couple comments here from people uh, in YouTube that we want to mention. First of all, friend of the show, Austin Lynch. Hey, favorite people besides my family. Uh, Austin, that's a good attempt at the best <laughs> yeah. message of the night, so thank you. Uh, but Bob already took that title, so it's not going to happen. Uh, B&H Kell says, I hate to say this, but Falk is not what I thought he'd be. And by the way, I mentioned earlier, Fit Kristen was that somebody who talked to us on Twitter. I'm guessing she's a Hurricanes fan. 
Uh, I think I'm thinking of that Fit Mom One Two Three or whatever her name is. She's going to hear this on the podcast. And be like, oh my god, they messaged me. But uh, it's it's not who I think it is. Fit Kristen says I had I had this saying when Falk was in his last years at Carolina and would make a mistake. What the Falk? That has definitely been kind of the rally cry of many Blues fans. Uh, Mr. Blues Hat in particular, a famous tweeter for the Blues. Um, what the Falk was that trade about? That kind of thing. Uh, B&H Kell. But seven years, Falk isn't worth uh, that amount for that term. Uh, Bob Burkowski, to be fair, if Falk's contract were better, I'd be okay with them. Um, yeah, I mean, it's – again, this is... if, if they made that trade and Falk's making $2 million a year, maybe I don't have a problem with that trade. But the fact that he's locked up long-term and he's making a lot of money, it's, uh, it's a glaring There's issue. There's a reason we made that trade. We here, made here's that the trade because we weren't ready to pay him, and we wanted some return. He was going to go into free agency if that trade didn't happen. If he was playing this season for the Carolina Hurricanes, this would still be his final season on the Carolina Hurricanes. And and let's, I'm, I'm going to be frank with you guys. The reason we trade, we wanted to trade him so bad was to get something in return. We did not expect to get so much. Here, here's the, here's the thing. Dominic Bach as well. Here, here's the thing with 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 the trade. Uh, uh, Edmondson uh, had a down year for the Blues last year. He uh, uh, regressed from his previous season. Had a number of healthy scratches with a healthy scratch in the playoffs, a number of games. Um, and I think when the when we the, the thing I had an issue. The thing that was uh, most concerning to fans, Blues fans, wasn't necessarily what we gave up. It was it was the contract that the the, the term on on Fox uh, the deal that was the issue, hmm. um, and a lot of fans questioned. I think as far at the time what we gave up, I think people were like, well, Edmondson he had a down year last year. Um, he was a healthy scratch, um, didn't uh, didn't progress like they had hoped uh, last season. Um, Bach was interesting because uh, some people were vocal about losing him, uh, wanted to see how he was going to pan out. Um, but, uh, you know, as far like, like talent wise at the time, I was like, I like it I, because only because, and Edmondson has been uh, from all, what I can tell, Edmondson has been pretty darn, pretty good for you guys this year. Correct. Yeah. He's been he amazing, really especially yeah. when you talk about shot blocking and playing good defense around the net, which is something the rest of the Canes team needs to start seriously taking notes. So Amanda, hey, hey, Omar, we've got yeah, a new, hey, Omar. Be quiet for a minute, because I think I can hear Amanda now. Uh, we, are we good now, Amanda? <laughs> can yeah, you we hear yeah. me now? You, you sound oh, great. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> What'd you See, do? You figured it out. <laughs> I switched from my phone to my laptop. I sent Boom. her. A, yeah, there I sent her. A, I sent her a new show link to uh, her DM on Twitter, and she got on her phone. So that worked. Okay. Nice. Uh, no, let's okay. uh, let's hear a little bit more from you. And, and we've heard Omar enough, so Omar, just go ahead and hear the show. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, Omar's no, uh, Amanda, good go at ahead. that. It's good at that. No, I have, <laughs> I have been super happy with Edmondson. He seems to um, have really come in and, and fit in well with the guys. Um, he made... <laughs> He made quite of an impression his first uh, game with us with leaving his skate guards on. So that was a big, oh, a yeah. big oh, thing. That's right. <laughs> we all fell in love with him at that point because our team, we we love the misfits. We love the fun guys. We, you know, that's just the kind of team that we are. 
So let me let me ask, because uh, obviously you guys got the storm surge there in Carolina, which, Kurt, I think I'm speaking for you that, that we love. I know I do. I think that's oh, yeah. a great addition. If it's going to get the fans involved, I'm all for it. Um, but, uh, yeah, a bunch of jerks. Um, but uh, but uh, I'm, I'm, sure, uh, I'm sure you guys were really sorry to see Cherry lose his job, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't wish bad on anyone, but, you know, I, I wasn't crying myself to sleep or anything. But, but what's it like maybe, I don't know, maybe uh, you said you've, messed, you've met Falk before, Omar, but, but maybe a new player coming in and maybe you've actually seen something with Edmonton, Ed, Edmondson. Uh, what's his reception been like with the storm surge? Is he in full participation with everybody else? Or you kind of just notice him sitting on the sidelines? No, he's oh, no. been in full participation. Didn't he lead one? I think he led one. I can't tell you which one off the top of my head, but I know he's actually led a surge. He seems like a guy that would lead one. Yeah, I just yeah. no, he's been absolutely a blast with this team. Um, you've seen him, uh, what was it, Star Wars night when they went Jedi lightsaber against each other? He, oh, I uh, saw that. He took that one, <laughs> that a, lot of, a lot of fun. Uh, so he, Dodgeball was one I think he got really into as well. Uh, so you know he's he's really fallen in with this crew with the fun. I mean there are some others I'm not gonna mention them that haven't really kind of participated as much. But no, Edmondson has been a 100% participator. Yeah, we I personally I really appreciate the trade. Thanks a lot. <laughs> no, and 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 I think the Edmondson you're getting is the Edmondson that uh, we saw a couple seasons ago. And is the Edmondson that we hope would progress to be. I guess he had a, he had a down season last season, but has uh, bounced back quite nicely for you guys. So that's well, good. you know I, what's funny is that I think Edmondson thrived was the, one of the few players that thrived under Mike Yo. I thought he played way better with Yo as his coach, and I I don't ex, I can't explain why, but it was like the minute Baruby came in, he just didn't seem to fit the system. So I. I still, to this day, understand the trade, and and I think Kurt, you basically That's, said this earlier. Yeah, I, I get the it. Trade's fine. I, like it. I mean, for the Blues, it's it's you're getting that that defenseman that you need, another right-handed defenseman who can bring a lot to the table, and you're you're getting rid of a guy in, in Edmondson that really wasn't playing under Coach Baruby, and yeah, you're losing the prospect in Bach, but the Blues have a couple other prospects that they're working on getting up to the system. So in terms of the trade, it's fine. It's just the deal. That was signed afterward. Yeah. The term, um, yeah, that's that's what's going to bug on people. With, with combined with his play now, yeah, that's 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 what's. If he was playing up to, you know, if he's, if he's playing better, then the term was like, ah, you know, that, that we're paying for a guy, we're getting a good player. Um, but yeah, he's he's fallen short of that so far. Hey, you know Jeff, what's funny is, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go, go no, go ahead, go ahead. Go okay, ahead. I was going to say for your question about why he's playing better under Yost and Baruby and maybe now under Brindamore, I think it just comes under the coach and the age range, right? Because we talked earlier about how the Blues that won the Stanley Cup was a veteran team with a young Edmondson who found himself healthy scratched versus now he's coming on a younger team coached by Rod Brindamore. And Rod Brindamore has been incredible about reaching out to that generation, that younger level of player. You see him working with Andrei Svechnikov. You see him working with Martin Natchez. You see him working with Sebastian Ajo. All these young guys, uh, even though Rod Brindamore is from an era of rough and tough, he's still a lot younger than a lot of these other coaches, including Verubi. Uh Patty yeah. Bast in the uh, YouTube chat says, I miss Edmondson. You guys got a great player. 
Yeah. We sure did. Uh, and Aust- Austin Lynch <laughs> jumps in and says, uh, and, and this might be what you were trying to think of earlier, Omar. Um, he led the one for Halloween. He handed out candy to his teammates. That is correct. Oh, yeah. He did. He that did hand good. out candy. Uh, and then also fun. Jake Gardner was in on that as well to yeah. see the prior Toronto player come in and also embrace that. And she handed candy Dougie Hamilton, who, yeah. who's been a blast, of course, and, and well, all of that. Course, and that. And, you know, that's an example of the fact that, you know, we love the misfits. Hamilton, he was called a locker room cancer. He was called blah, blah, blah. He came here. We love him. I mean, you know, some of us more than others. But we adore this guy. (laughs) And he has really blossomed um, since his, you know, season. Last year he was a little quieter, but this year he's been really great. But we love to see these. It's like other teams will say we're having issues with these with these guys and then they come here and they just find a happy a happy place and they they just bloom i think and we love our misfits we love our our silly ones uh Kristen adds the storm surge has really brought the community to carolina it's one of my favorite parts from my point of view i think the players are enjoying the storm surge just as much as the fans is that part of it you think there's just a a strange togetherness about the hurricanes uh, as opposed to other teams, and maybe it's because of things like the storm surge. I would say yes. I'm going to give you guys a little secret. You ready for this? Oh, boy. Oh, I'm ready. the storm surge. Okay. Yeah, exclusive here. All right. So the storm surge <laughs> is actually planned by the players away from everyone else. In fact, Whoa. I have it on good authority that last season, as they were sitting, they were sitting down in Jacob Slavin's house, having a sleepover, giggling and laughing, and pl- and planning out their storm surges, Hello, and actually fight, reenacting them yeah. in his house. And that's adorable. I wish there was video of that. That is so adorable. I imagine them in like jammies and and sleeping bags. Jammies. <laughs> Wow. Eating, eating candy. I've got a seven-year-old. I'm allowed it. to say jammies. Jammy? Okay. All right. I'll give, I'll give you that one. If you were a single guy and you said jammies, I'd be making fun of you for life. Do you say potty, <laughs> too? I'm all about that. I do say, I potty. say potty. I do, I do too. My yeah, kid. Up, I, have a, I have a dog. And it's like, go outside. Go potty. Yeah. That's so. I... Yeah, I was uh, talking to a coworker and I said something about, oh yeah, I gotta go take a pot, uh, go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh my god, what are you doing, man? See, I have two kids and a dog. I can say whatever the hell I want. Yeah. I, it's... Yeah. I have four daughters, so yeah. I am the childless one here. <laughs> hmm. This is the way. Well, if Bill were here, he would. This Bill would the be way. there with you. This is the way. Yeah, Bill is a yeah our uh, co our MIA co-host uh, who is on assignment. Uh, yeah, he is, <laughs> he is also uh, he is childless. I like uh, I I really like Kurt. What you said before the show started, you said that Bill is on assignment in bed. You decided not to say that live on the show, but I'm going to say it because that sounds hilarious. It's like it's like what you say is like hey after you say something say in bed after it like you know high school thing. Fortune cookies. Uh, yeah, that's right. Well, I'm in uh, my jammies, if that helps. You know, well, there you go. Well, it's pretty late time. for you guys. I'll say it's like 11. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. right now. Yeah, that's right. Know. It's, it's I always forget about the, the time change. Um, so, uh, real quick, uh, goal differential. I, I was looking at the, the standings, and Carolina is uh, fighting to get back into the playoffs. They're, they're currently outside looking in. Typical Carolina. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> division, it's a straight nightmare. 
the, yeah, the, your, your goal differential is pretty good. You know, it's, it's like 24 or something. Uh, but you're 10th in the East and a, and a couple points out of that second wildcard spot. What do you, what's your prediction for the rest of the season uh, for the Canes? What uh, what do you guys uh, think is going to happen? We'll let Amanda go first here. <laughs> I think they'll do what the Canes do. Um, they tend to slow down right before now, and then they're going to come back, and I think they're going to kick butt. You know, we've, they've gotten some injuries lately that are, that might cause a little bit of issue, but um, – you know, I think they'll come back full force, but that's also me having a lot of confidence in them. But that seems to be what the Canes do towards the end of the year. They kind of, you know, tend to slow down and have get into a little rut. But after the first of the year, they come through, especially after the All-Star break. And then they just come back full force. What do you I'm think? Double down, I'm going to double down on what Amanda said, right? In the month of March... The Carolina Hurricanes are the most dangerous team in the league. The only thing is, can they put themselves into at least playoff going into March so that way when they go into April, they've got themselves a playoff spot. But in the month of March, and this is every single year, they are the most lethal team in the league uh so i want to i want to yes i love it i love the passion um <laughs> so talking about uh, bringing the canes into the playoffs right now for uh those are they're wondering when the show is recorded if you're listening to the show four years in the future uh it is uh february 5th 2020 right now the new york islanders hold the number one wild card spot at 66 points with 51 games played philadelphia in the second wild card spot with 65 points, Carolina two points out with 63 points in the same amount of games played as Philadelphia. Uh, and then, of course, in your division, you've got Washington, Pittsburgh, and Columbus. Who comes out if um, Carolina is going to come in? It's going to be either the Flyers or the Jackets. That's the Jackets say, right Philly. now are, are li literally living and dying with Elvis. Where's um, Lickens? Versus Litskins. They're <laughs> living and dying with him. When he's good, they're good. When he's bad, they're terrible. Yeah. Um, and so I can't see them going very far if he gets into any sort of slump or he gets into any sort of goalie click. Because after him, there's no one. Corpusalo's okay, but I don't see them riding Corpusalo. And the Flyers, on the other hand, their problem uh, is it's almost the same, but add on a little bit of defensive woes for them. Who? Uh, what's up on the calendar for you guys next? Who do you play next? So tomorrow we're going into Arizona to take okay. on Ooh. the Coyotes. Yeah. And I think the couple They're games after good. that include another trip to Vegas. Yeah, uh, Vegas. And... So you're kind of on the West Coast a little bit. Yeah, we're yeah. on the West Coast trip. It's uh, what yeah, we call a, uh, Canes After Dark. Hopefully you guys get the, the California teams because that's uh, going to be, uh, what, six points right there. Yeah, they're we're done with California <laughs> teams this season. Oh, sorry to hear it. That West Coast we California have, we, we trip is. In, we raked in those points, but we still got, I think, three more games against teams like the Devils. Uh, so oh, we got there's Dallas opportunity there. Vegas. And then March – March is we have a lot of games against Metro opponents in March, so like I said, it's a good time to be hot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, uh, uh, what do you uh, 
Oh, to, go ahead, Kurt. I was, I was just going to say, take it easy on Philadelphia because uh, apparently they are having issues with travel. Uh, they're, all, they're all sick. They're, they're just so yeah. tired of traveling. So tough with travel. Again, I <laughs> so said this hard. last week. I remember a player in the Rangers saying, yeah, we played in Philadelphia, and I was back in my bed in New York City at 1130. And it's just like, fuck you, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> we're on the, the we're on the we're everyone's Try the West everyone's, Coast swing twice a year. Yeah, the Metro right. is, is a, like, you're talking about, a bus league, really. The Metro division you can get between. I mean, the Islanders and the Rangers, they just take the subway to see each other. Right. And then right. the Devils are the Penn Station, like just hop down there to get to oh, the yeah. Devils. And yep. It's down 95 to get to the Capitals. Yeah, it's, that's right. And then and the Flyers in Pittsburgh again. are, what, two hours away from each other? Yep. I'm maybe exaggerating yep. that a bit. So, uh, what are the Canes doing at the deadline? That's a tough question because the Canes can do nothing and still be fine. But they still need to do something. I, I see them adding maybe a defender and maybe some offensive support. But quite honestly, Don Waddell is not going to mortgage the future for wins now. Yeah, I, I'm with you. You agree? On that one. Yeah, I do. Cool. I mean, we're, we're pretty stacked right now. Our prospects lines are pretty deep. And yeah, sure, you can kind of give some away, but with Seattle draft right around the corner, there's no reason to dip into your reserve when you don't have to. So if you guys had to uh, sum up last night's game against the Blues in one word. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, I hate it, when people it? do this to me. One word. One word. <laughs> you, you got one word. You got one shot. What is it? Is dumpster fire one word? I'll give it to you. I'll, I'll give it to you. That's, I like, that's I like a hyphenated it. word. We'll, we'll allow it. it. <laughs> I'll give it to you. Omar's pondering deeply. I'll get you guys a word. Let me let me ponder it for maybe like a minute or two, and I will get you guys the perfect <laughs> word. <laughs> okay, while you're thinking about that, Amanda, uh, oh, where gosh. can everybody find you guys and your show? Oh, uh, Revolution Rampage. Um Twitter, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, uh, YouTube, right? We're on YouTube too. Ooh, look at you on YouTube, all right. Yeah, well, uh, not video, <laughs> I think we're just audio, right? Yeah, we're not video I like this yet. I don't handle any of the technical stuff, I'm sorry. That's, <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, so what, we're what about your per What's your personal Twitter? How about that, Amanda? Oh, uh, at HockeyJew13. Hockey Jew thirteen. Hockey Jew. I yes. <laughs> I had to. I had to have you say that on. Oh, you love that. You like that. <laughs> I love it. Fantastic. <laughs> do, you, do you have your word yet, Omar? Atrocious. Atrocious. <laughs> good word. All right. I was it gonna say abysmal, but that's a good one. Yeah. Atrocious. <laughs> it wasn't abysmal because they did rally, if you could call it that. But yeah. right. it, it wasn't a say. The Sabers game was abysmal. And we can pick on the Sabres all together because we don't like them either. Um, <laughs> I, it's not that we don't like them. I just, I, I, they're easy. They're an easy team to just they're an easy kick while they're down. They're just I mean, always we, down. We were the easy target for years, so we kind of know what that's yeah, like. You, and you have a cup, though. We do yep. have a cup. <laughs> so that is true. In that, but that cup came with a, like a genie that messed no with the same genie that Connor McDavid made a deal with. It we don't matter to get our cup. It don't matter. You got a cup. Yeah, I heard you mention uh, Skinner earlier. 
You're, you're welcome for that. Yeah, but. good lord. <laughs> speaking <laughs> speaking of atrocious. <laughs> so there's one guy on the Sabres that I feel bad for, and that, and that is going to be Carter Hutton. Oh, yeah. Man. Former Blues and, backup. Yeah, and I liked him when he was with the Blues. I really did. He came should've in behind Jake he Allen. I thought he was going to be the future of the Blues. I really did. And he impressed me. And when the Canes were looking for goaltending in the offseason, was it um, a year or two ago when they picked up Peter Morozik, I would I was hoping they would go after Carton Hutton. He, uh, I mean, his numbers with us were fantastic. Uh, I, I mean, we couldn't have we couldn't have asked for a better uh, situation there, goaltending wise. And then Allen kind of took the reins again at the end of that season, and then we ended up missing it by one point. So playoffs, but it is what it is. I, Hutton, Hutton, great guy. Uh, he uh, he he was a lot of fun in the. Uh, he was here for the Winter Classic, and he. Uh, he played in the uh, the uh, they had an, a one nation celebrity kind of a thing uh, a couple days after the Winter Classic was here uh, outdoor game he was there with the, the Blues had like a, a skills competition he was out there having he was a blast he was just having so much fun out there it was just I mean, instantly likable the guy it's just such a likable guy too yeah, really uh, a couple uh, comments here in the uh, YouTube I want to get to real quick uh, we've got uh, Fit Kristen. Jumping in, uh, I think the Canes are going to pull the energy from the packed arena full of fans and take us to another round of playoffs. Uh, B and H Kel basically tells us that uh, they he is going to bed. Uh, he says he's got to work tomorrow and he'll have to uh, recap the show tomorrow. But he loves us, says he loves you guys. And uh, by the way, he said the guests were great too. So I, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, we appreciate then, that. You guys are awesome. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. We we do what we can. We're only and, as awesome uh, as our guests. That's the way I see it. Oh, see, yeah, that's how we are. Oh that's God. how we are on the show. That's where we got. Uh, Fit, Fit Kristen is. I love you, Fit Kristen. If you want to come on and join us more often, you're you're providing I can have her good here stuff in here in the comments. She's fantastic. <laughs> I can have her here. <laughs> yeah, she's no. my wife. That's your wife. Are you serious? She's fantastic. <laughs> that's hilarious. She should have been on the show. Uh, she says, uh, I can't do last night's game in one word, but I think what we saw here was Carolina up against Stanley Cup champs playing like the champs they are. And you know, it's she funny. says, I watched. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, it's funny because the, 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 the Blues had. You, had you, you go. No, I'm going. I'm going. Stop talking. All right, Missouri. Uh, I, yeah, yes. Right. Yes. Thank, we, I love. God damn it, uh, Murray. Would you shut the hell up? <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, and and, the, and I would say last night's game, it used to talk about the Stanley Cup champions, playing the way they are. Um, the Blues hadn't they, hadn't, they had one win in the last six uh, coming into that game. So, they, I mean, it was a deal where the Blues, I mean, they really needed to get a win like that soon it was just it, they they were i mean they weren't playing overly bad but they just weren't getting the wins and it, they they were stonewalled a couple of times by a couple of hot goalies and uh so uh i think, I think the blues kind of exploded last night and uh, i think the carolina hurricanes were kind of just had to suffer through that a little bit so i'll tell you one thing had james reimer been in net plus whatever defensive pairings that rod Brinmore had there had been not that and had if you had Slavin Pesci, Gardner Edmondson, and then TVR and Flurry instead of Edmondson playing the third pairing for some reason, this game would have been different. Yeah. Do we? I like we play, those pairings. That's solid. 
we play them again? Right? Yeah. Do we play them? Have we played them twice guys, yet? Yeah, we played them one more time. Visit. Okay. You guys can yeah. visit us. Yeah, we still got to visit. I, I'm going to say that I'm going to say the last half dozen times we played uh, Carolina, we uh, our record is terrible. Uh, 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 before last night, uh, I, was, I, I was at the, the yeah, game before that, we, where Sebastian but, Ajo just made Jake Allen yeah. look silly. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 we, we got a buddy of mine lives in North Carolina, a Canes fan. He used to live here, Blues fan. He's a Blues and Canes fan, uh, but he, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, he's lived in both places, so yeah, it's fine. Um, but uh, yeah, he was, and he came back here for his bachelor party, and we went to a game, and they they whooped our butts here. Uh, this was years ago, but I, I, it always seems like the Blues play the Hurricanes, and they don't. I, I haven't checked the record, uh, but it's. I would bet you we're under five hundred over the past five years against them. But I could probably look it up some later time and shoot yes. you guys a text or uh, if a I uh, if I were to say this term and saying it in this way. I'm hoping you guys are going to catch on to it. We'll see. What's the name of your team? <laughs> no? What? Do you not know that? Now you just look Don't like a it. fool. That that was a, okay, real quick story. <laughs> real quick story. So there was a rapper that came out with a song called uh, the Carolina Hurricanes official theme song. And it was literally the chorus was him just over and over going, What's the name of your team? Carolina Hurricanes. And the Hurricanes ended up suing him because he didn't get any permission from them to use their name. And that's why we don't Look it up. It is a real story. I, I, I am you. not making I that up. I believe you. I totally believe you. <laughs> I, I believe you. I haven't I, heard that. And the reason we haven't heard that is because I think, every, you know, our goal song is, uh, is Petey Pablo. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We'll tell you what. You guys just found a new theme song for your show. <laughs> yeah, that's not. Will the, will, but will the Kings sue us for this one too? <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, you know, uh, d just do it now and ask for permission later or uh, forgiveness you know later. We need a new theme song for our podcast because, like, like earlier last season, really I realized are. that our theme song is the same song they play when the other team scores. Oh boy, <laughs> that's an issue. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, ours is slightly different. It's kind of sarcastic, ironic, kind of a, a mashup of those two things that you could just roll with it. Yeah. Uh, and your your uh, Twitter handle, Omar, is it's Tiberius underscore Nero at Tiberius underscore Nero. Yeah, I noticed you had mine wrong. I don't. Do know I? Hockey Are you serious? Yeah, uh, hockey Jew thirteen. There's a thirteen no. at the end. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So whoever this hockey Jew person. It, you know, they're getting <laughs> a lot of hits right what? now. They're like, what the hell? Oh, it is 13. I'll be, yeah, I'm sorry. 13. All right. Okay. Well, so next time you're on, we'll have it you right. see how you do me? Absolutely. <laughs> sorry. I apologize. It's because I'm a Jew. That's okay. And it's, yeah, that's, <laughs> I'm not even going to go Let's there. dish. No. <laughs> All kinds of, like, jokes sprung into my head. I'm like, do not. No. 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 No, if if, if no, you've ever heard, I mean, if you if you if you knew me, you would know that I I pretty much say whatever the hell I want whenever I want. But I'm that's, I'm that's gonna, good thing. I'm that is true. Nope. He does. Nope. Nope. No. Come on. He is the me on the I podcast. I love a good you joke. Anyway. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, guys, thank you yes. for coming on. Appreciate thank it. This you. was a lot of fun. Uh, we will have to have you on again sometime. And um, good luck against Arizona. No, appreciate it. And you, maybe next Thanks. time uh, you guys come join us, 
on Red Revolution Rampage. As you know, now the Blues visit. Sorry, the Canes visited the Blues. Then when you guys visit us, we'll have you guys in our pod. That would be great. Yeah, sounds we'll cool. We are attention whores, so we're all about it. We are. <laughs> if you just mention my Twitter name, I get all excited. Uh, Amanda, <laughs> Amanda, Omar, thank you very much. Thank you, guys. So real quick, we got a couple uh, comments here um, from Fit Kristen again. I watched STL last year in Rally, and I am so proud of how far STL has come since then. True fire. I still remember Jake Allen's mistake. I think he has really grown since then. Uh, my question for you, Fit Kristen, which mistake? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Jake Allen fans, but you know what? come on. You, uh, you knew that was coming. Austin Lynch says, uh, uh, I tried putting the Blues Stag beer sticker on my school laptop and got in trouble for it being beer-related. <laughs> Which, if you don't know, we, we sell these uh, uh, Blues and Stag beer mashup stickers on letsgoblues.com. They're two bucks each. They're cheap. Go out and buy some. Uh, but the, uh, that, it's, not, it's not a beer sticker. It's a Blues sticker. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Thank you. Yes, good job. Yep. Uh, it's blues a hockey sticker with a with a with a. How is that beer? That doesn't say beer anywhere on it, and doesn't reference a beer. I mean, it looks like a beer so sticker. So really, but it ain't. Austin, what you need to ask whatever teacher yelled at you for that, you need to say, well, how do you just assume that's a beer? Are you an alcoholic? <laughs> it's, it's it's blue and that's yellow. That's what I would have said. Uh, yeah, right. I mean, come on. What I I, I, I would have questioned that quite a bit. Uh, that's that's not cool. Call the school board. That's it. <laughs> This is ridiculous. I would, you know what? Freedom my, of expression or something like that. My brother is a high school principal, and he and I should I should uh, ask him if that sticker will be allowed on display on a backpack or or something or, or like a, a, that shirt in his school. That'd be. Uh, I'm very curious. It's, oh, by the way, last week we had mentioned um, can can parents uh, teach their own kids if they're teachers? Uh, most answers for that was yes. It depends on the district. Yes. That is district mandated, and then we also asked, and that came up because it was, um, can mailmen deliver <laughs> packages to their own house? Right. And the man who received the giveaway did confirm, yes, he has actually delivered to his own house okay. before. That's funny. <laughs> uh, Austin Lynch, is, does he go to school is in St. Louis, or is that is he out of town? Yeah, yeah, he's in uh, Afton. I think he said. Okay, so all right, so that's interesting. So uh, the Afton school district is a bunch of tightwads, I guess. Uh, Austin, uh, just so you know, you said it was your principal. You spelled principal incorrectly. It is uh, principal. And the only reason I remember that is because uh, I'm super, our, um, uh, no, uh, 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 Principal Skinner on oh, Simpsons right. one time said, I put the pal in principal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we got a, we we played a game last night against Carolina, and uh, we I, did. Yeah, so um, I don't. We don't need to really break this down too much. Uh, Bennington versus Mrazek. Um, Edmondson got a Stanley Cup ring, which was cool. That was cool. That yeah. was awesome. Uh, Army. I mean, it, we saw it with with Pat Maroon. Yep. But seeing it, I don't know. I I think I had a little. I was a little more excited to see Edmondson get it. Again, nothing against Pat Maroon. I, you know, I should probably like him more than uh, Edmondson just because he's a St. Louisan. And no. No, again, nothing against the man, but Edmondson was a bigger part of this organization for so long. I agree. And seeing him finally get his ring, and you know what, was really cool to see. Uh, as much, uh, Edmondson did struggle last year. I, he was better than Maroon was. 
during the season. He was far I better. Think so. Far yeah. better. I, as far as like what he meant to the team. I, I mean, well, just because Maroon didn't produce uh, the, until the last, what was it, 17 games or something, he went on a tear. Uh, he did nothing next to nothing. And he had his his claim to fame. If he hadn't scored in double overtime versus the versus the Stars, uh, I, I would have considered that signing a complete bust. Complete bust. Um, yeah. But the, and that one goal well, I mean, made again, made it is worth it. Really a is it really a bust with how low he signed for? I know. And that's, I know we that were was expecting a, big things, but that was the saving grace. I don't. It'd be hard to call that a bust. That was the saving grace. It was his was what he what he signed for. I think I think yeah. when I say bust, I think of what our expectations were for him, and that, yeah. that they they didn't meet that at all. Well, I remember remember going into the season, it was the top line was going to be O'Reilly, Maroon, and Tarasenko. That was re- yeah. And the thoughts were and with O'Reilly and Tarasenko, Maroon could net twenty. Well, he played on that top line with uh, with McDavid, and he put up some points and played yeah. well, and it just didn't didn't work here with him at all. Just most of the time, so that was yeah. I I, I agree with you. Um, Sammy Blay uh, gets his sixth of the season in the first period. Uh, Kairu whiffs on what should have been Kairu's goal, to be honest. Uh, whiffed on a gaping net. Uh, moments later, uh, Blay is lone in front and cleans up the rebound off Fox, Fox shot, uh, giving Falk a sh- uh, an assist against his former team to put the Blues up one nothing. Uh, I, I, I well, you know what I liked about this? Yeah. I, I, real quick, I know you're, you're going to talk about the defenseman, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. I want to mention first, what I loved about that, and and actually Darren Payne did draw attention to this in the broadcast. Um, I like how, you know, Kairou, that happens. He jumps off the the ice very quickly for the line change so they can make the change while they're still in the zone, and that allows Sammy Blay to hop in right where he needs to be. And uh, just, again, just a, a heads-up awareness by Kairou. Yep. Hey, I've been out here for a while. Yep. I, I have the time. I have the room to make the change. And uh, that allowed Sammy Blay to pop in and, and uh, put the Blues up one nothing. And, and I, I, I didn't notice this at full speed, but on the replay I saw I, – I have no, the only – Natchez, their defenseman, uh, the Hurricanes defenseman, uh, he was on Blay in front, man-to-man, right? Uh, when the puck was worked up the board to the point, he – skates towards the corner where nobody is and if, if we had the 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 carolina guys on we just we just had it and to break down this game we could have talked about this a little bit but it uh I'm, I'm wondering what he was doing maybe he was thinking that we're gonna with the blues we're gonna dump it in the corner and he gonna jump on the dump uh that's the only thing but he Jump on the dump. Isn't that the name of your new video? Jump cast? the dump. Yeah, it is. And uh, you can subscribe uh, on YouTube and uh, Google Play Music and uh, Friendster. We're on Friendster now. Friendster, which of is, course. Which Friendster. is uh, something we've been hoping to uh, get on for a long time. So we're quite really yeah. excited about that. MySpace. Yeah, we is, finally got accepted after applying 15 years ago. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and so I, I left. He left Blay all alone in front. It just come and then so and then uh, Falk wisely shoots it, rebound, uh, boom, score. So it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what was going on there. I, I assume he was anticipating the dump in, but that was kind of bad. Um, they, they mentioned uh, our guests mentioned that um, you know the defensive pairings weren't legit right. last yes, night, not what I, they would have preferred. And sure, um, I think on that first goal, you could definitely argue that uh, there was definitely some you, miscommunication. You know what there though, it, the two defensemen. I, I don't even. I'm not even sure what to call that. I wouldn't even call that miscommunication. 
he skated the corner where nobody was and left a man all in the front. Unless, un- unless he thought his partner was in a cover play in front. That's the only thing I could. But you know what I, you know, actually, I, I did hear actually what uh, what he was thinking at the time. Somebody told me that uh, there was a hot dog vendor there in the corner, and he was yelling for him. I've got hot dogs. I've got hot dogs. He was sticking a hot dog, and th- he was through the camera. And, and hole. he was, and he was, yeah, he was sticking through the camera <laughs> hole. And the guy was like, "Well, that sounds pretty damn good right now." So he went over and got himself a hot dog. I don't, I don't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, arena hot dogs are good. You know, they're you get, great. You get the jumbo ones, you can't go wrong. I, I did hear that he complained that there wasn't any ketchup or mustard on it, but it's like, dude, you're on the fly, you're in the middle of the game. You can't expect the guy to put ketchup and mustard on it too. Yeah, there's a I I'm not a I'm not a ketchup on a hot dog guy, but a, and I think some people are, and I think that's like a that's like a a huge problem for a lot of people. Ketchup on a hot dog. I, I, I see. I like. I load it. I load my hot dogs. I'm just. I'm ketchup, just ketchup, mustard, relish, whatever I can put on it. That's what I do. See, I'm a mustard guy, and that's really about it. But yeah, I. I apparently, I didn't realize this, but apparently, ketchup is. It's like the. It's like the question is a hot dog a sandwich, and you get this like, oh yes, it is, and oh no, it isn't. You get this like these like two mobs want to fight each other. Uh, ketchup on a hot dog, same kind of thing. I didn't. I didn't know that. Uh, so I, I know in Chicago they yell at you if you want to put ketchup on a hot dog. There you there, go, which is which dog. is weird to me. And, and as a gr- growing up, I was like, ketchup was an option. I'm not a ketchup guy. I'm a barbecue sauce guy. I'll put barbecue sauce on anything. You know what's funny is that I hated ketchup growing up. I really, really hated ketchup. I never didn't put it on anything. My burgers, my hot dogs. I still don't take it on fries. Um, but yeah, I. But just a couple of years ago, somebody was like, dude, just, you know, your taste buds change as you get older. Every seven maybe years. Maybe you would like it. Yeah. And they're they say. like, maybe you would like it now. And I, I'll admit, I mean, I can't take it plain. I have to have mustard with it. But when I have ketchup and mustard together, I love the taste. Oh. It's great. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm just, I, I, the whole time, if I'm ever, if I ever have like ketchup, which I rarely, I never do. I don't, I'm not a ketchup guy. It's always like, well, why would I have ketchup when I can have barbecue sauce? I, to me, that's barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce. It, it's just so much better. But, but that's just me. But anyway, uh, enough of the hot dog talk. Uh, speaking of hot yeah, dogs, where did that come from? Speaking of hot dogs, uh, <laughs> Zach, Zach Sanford <laughs> uh, scores uh, his uh, loves hot dogs. Loves hot dogs and scores his seventh gold <laughs> armor hot dogs. Uh, scores his <laughs> scores his seventh uh, goal of the season uh, on a yeah, it was a fantastic goal. Uh, cups uh, the uh, he cups the puck on his blade as uh, during a wraparound and gets good reach on the wraparound. Uh, Sanford beat his man wide, cuts to the net, darts behind the net, uh, and I honestly this is a fantastic play by Sanford. However, uh, I'm not uh, Mrazek gets across, but his pad is like eight inches deep into the net, and yeah. Sanford just just wraps it in. And I'm like, if Mrazek skates against the post. That's not a goal. So, uh, great play by Sanford. Fantastic. Uh, 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 that's the, I, I, for those who haven't played hockey. That's extremely wraparounds on your forehand are extremely. Have you ever difficult. scored? Have you ever scored on a wraparound? I have, but on my on my backhand, I, I've scored on both. But uh, it's it's much easier on the backhand because you can get that 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 angle on the forehand. Your hands are, are turned the opposite way, and it, you you don't get that that angle that you need uh, to to curl it on the post as as tight as you want. 
And, uh, and the Heat did fan, a fantastic job of that, partially because the puck was on edge and it wasn't going to slide off as easy. Uh, well, but, luckily, we've been praising Zach Sanford on this <laughs> podcast for so long that we look like geniuses. Here's right the deal, now. though. It's funny because he had a couple goals in this game, and he and he, and so you're, he's putting up points, which is great. But uh, he, in this game, Sanford had a god awful turnover between the legs uh, from the corner. He he between the legs blind from the kind of the corner to in front of the net, and it was intercepted, and they had a great scoring chance off of it. And it was an awful, god-awful play. And it was just what we talked about with Sanford as far as like just making bad decisions and turnovers and things. And that was one of them. I was like, oh, yeah, fucking freak, great goal. Fantastic goal. Great job. And then in the same period, he has that turnover. I'm like, this is what you get with Sanford. It's like sink or swim. He has He's putting up points, which is great. And I think that if he's going to be turning the puck over every now and then like he does, uh, bad turnovers, and missing assignments occasionally – uh, which he does, uh, if he's putting up points, then that's fine. Because uh, that, you're you're washing out and you're being productive. I get it. Uh, so he's 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 helping himself by he's got what nine points in his last six games, seven games, whatever it is, uh, eight eight yeah, games, something yeah, like something that. like that. Yeah, it's. I mean, he's and I mean, he should be putting up more points. Uh, Top line and again. I've I've been I've been the apologist for Sanford um, most weeks. Last week was really the first week that I kind of went after him a little bit um, because I thought outside of his, was it the goal in Vancouver? Vancouver! I thought, his, I thought Vancouver! The, I thought his, the upper glove, the, the under the bar? Is that yeah, the one? other yeah, than yeah. that yeah. goal, I thought he had a bad road trip. And yeah. uh, more than usual. And so seeing him come at home and be able to do this, um, fantastic stuff. I was... Um, sure. I was I was generally impressed, not just by this goal. We'll get to the other one in a minute, but um, I mean he's looking like a sniper right now. He's looking like a guy who uh, looks like he belongs on a in a top six role. And he's smiling. He, he he's yeah. uh, he's having fun right now. So that that's that's important. You you spend with confidence. Yep. Uh, Colton Preco scores next for the Blues. Uh, second period. Uh, uh, John Kelly said his shot had to be 120 miles per hour. Um, Maybe I don't know. Uh, that's pretty high. Uh, <laughs> um, only Bill Day can shoot the puck that hard. I mean, you know, one timers are, are coming off a lot harder. But uh, what's the record? One hundred nine, right? Yeah, with uh, uh, skills. Ferk just uh, yeah. So by the way, uh, they talked about. That. I mentioned the pod, puck podcast earlier. They talked about that, and uh, Eddie Garcia of that show, who's a Kings fan, uh, which is the team that um, uh, is the NHL team for the Manchester team that Martin Furk plays for, he says he thinks that that was an inaccurate reading. Oh, he says that... he doesn't believe Martin Furk can actually shoot the puck that hard. It's, I mean, it's a radar gun. It's, I mean, it's not going to be... I I don't think anyone's under the impression that those things are completely accurate, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but, you know... It is... That's what I try to tell the cops all the time. Yeah, it listen. is what it is. Uh, Light Sound Geometry, uh, Scuba, says in the YouTube chat, uh, barbecue good on chicken sandwich. Uh yes I agree barbecue chicken sandwiches are delicious barbecue, barbecue chicken nachos barbe- he says too oh, those are too. great oh, yeah. barbecue is sauce is good on f- fries uh uh hamburgers hot dogs everything you barbecue hot this I, I, I you tell me what barbecue sauce is not good on even a salad you get the right kind of salad put some barbecue sauce on it oh man <laughs> so Austin I'm trying to it's so weird because you have to literally go the opposite direction I know that your camera yep. 
is is so I'm trying to get it back, but uh, Austin Lynch just said I just realized the gritty over Jeff's shoulder. I noticed that a couple minutes ago too. There, there oh wait wait God damn it this is so hard why is this I feel like such an idiot not being able to figure this out. There we go. All right. Now you can see Gritty. Barely. Yeah, I've got Gritty over my shoulder. That is uh, something I got at the All-Star Weekend. I love that thing. It is one of my favorite uh, pickups I've had in a couple of years. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I love that thing. It's beautiful. Uh, and then, by the way, I should mention that uh, Amanda Wilkes, uh, who was Hockey Jew 13, uh, she's still listening in the uh, in the YouTube. So thank you very much for for continuing to listen to us. Uh, she says ketchup, mustard, coleslaw, chili, yum. On a hot dog. That sounds pretty damn good. Ketchup, mustard, coleslaw, yeah. chili. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I never tried the coleslaw with the chili. That that's interesting. That sounds, that sounds interesting. I love yeah. chili on a hot dog. Uh, but then the coleslaw, interesting. Okay. All right. Fit Kristen adds, so it's going to sound super weird, but you got to try caramel with fries. Elvis style, dude. Caramel with fries. It's called Elvis style. Sweet and salty. That's uh, I. I kind of um. Eh, that, that that can be a I'm thing. It. That can be a thing. Yeah. Uh, Austin uh, uh, Bob Rakowski says uh, Pareko should have that shot every time. I agree. Uh, this the, from the the pass from Shen as they come into the zone three on two. Uh, Pareko lets the one timer go at the top of the circle left uh, near near circle. Uh, gets Mrazek moving, which we've talked about a lot. And players, and this is the thing. You get goalies sliding side to side. Holes open up. Uh, they're, they're, it's, it's harder for them to react. And as hard as Preko shoots, uh, and, and uh, 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 Randy Carricker on ESPN Radio mentioned this uh, after the game or uh, the next day, said uh, this should be happening more often with Preko. He should. Be, there's Gritty on the camera. Yep. Nice. But Preko should be doing yep. that a lot more. I mean, he's got three goals this season, and he. I get that his responsibilities under Rube are a little different, but with that shot, it'd be really nice if he could get that kind of shot on net more often because that thing is vicious. Yeah. Um, well, Peng said it too in the if you, during the replay of the goal. He said, you know, something about like I hate to criticize him after scoring a goal, but this is what he should be doing every yeah. time. Yeah. And, that's exactly right. I mean, we we said that years ago on this show that man, if he just unloaded the shot more. Well, and and I hate to to bring this up, but I mean, there are a lot of defensemen, big guys that can shoot the puck. We say that about Eric Brewer, believe it or not. That <laughs> if that guy just if that guy just uh, shot the puck rather than tried to pass it across the blue line, just shoot the puck, dude. You're a big man. You got a good shot. And it's the same way with Pareko. And again, I hate to compare those two. But you're a big man. Like, just get the shot to the net, and if somebody blocks it, hey, that'll teach him to not get in front of your shot again. He may have the hardest shot in the league. He may have the hardest shot in the league. It's ridiculous. If he it's makes the All Star game, shot. if he makes the All Star game, you may see it in the hardest shot. But uh, and you know what? He should make the All Star game in due time. He's that. He's that. He's I think that he good. Will. He should. So maybe we'll see it. And especially if uh, we do see Petrangelo walk, which we don't know if that's going to happen or not. No insight here. Just saying that. I think Pareko steps in as your number one. I think yep. you will definitely see him in the All-Star game at that point. I agree. He'll get more attention, more more, more time against top-line guys. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Uh, uh, Sebastian Ojo. Ajo. <laughs> Ojo. Ajo. Uh, Ajo. Ajo. <laughs> Sebastian You Ajo. Ajo. You Ajo. 
Uh, scores his 27th of the season. He's a good player. Uh, he is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh one but, of the one of the most underrated players in the league, in my opinion. Well, I I think that might come with playing in Carolina. If they're not gonna, you know, if you're not a, a, a perennial uh, top team, it's it's easy to get lost in the shuffle, I guess. Especially uh, in the Metro with right, yeah. um, with all those other teams, right. all the East Coast teams at ESPN and other uh, uh, pseudo you know covered sites like. Uh, Bad, uh, bad break. Honestly, as a pass up the boards uh, hits the hits the linesman or the uh, the uh, uh, the uh, referee, uh, puck goes back the other way, and the Canes have a quick two on one down low. Uh, Aho gets be uh, Aho. <laughs> Come on, Kurt. Uh, Aho. I, I you see A H O. You think Aho? Aho uh, gets behind Dunn and uh, gets a great pass from uh, uh, Fogel who uh, through Dunn's legs who has an easy tap in behind Bennington who uh, had to play the shot in that play. So uh, that was a nice goal. Uh, after the, you know what's uh, even crazier that, than than his name is the fact that there are two Sebastian Ajos in the NHL. You know, but they have the good one. So yeah, they got the good one. The <laughs> other one's a defenseman. He's okay. This one is insanely good. And the Blues power play, such good hands. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Blues power play goes to work after that. A uh, couple couple power play goals by Braden Shen, uh, about four minutes apart. Uh, I felt bad for Mrazek on on uh, Shen's first goal. With uh, Petro had the point shot and the Blues outnumbered the Canes down low, 2-0 on top of Mrazek. Uh, they had three defenders. The, the Canes had three defenders up high on the points, killing a penalty. And uh, Edmondson, the lone guy back, is up between the hash marks with with two Blues players behind him, which is crazy. Uh, so a badly blown assignment there for Carolina. Uh, Mrazek uh, makes a couple nice saves, including a fantastic toe save on Schwartz. Uh, before Shen buries it in the open side on the second rebound, I think it was. Yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's I felt I genuinely felt, had a great game. He did. He he played good. He, I he, thought I thought he played really well, and it's a shame to see him give up six goals. Yeah, they didn't help uh, not a playing lot. such a good game. Yep. No, they didn't. Uh, Shen's next power play goal was uh, almost a, a great. And this was another another uh, he uh, Mrazek almost made a great save on this one uh, on a on a goal that he had no business making a save on. He damn near made a save on it. Uh, uh, great sliding, outstretched a blocker uh, attempt by Mrazek, who uh, he just couldn't get enough of the puck on uh, on Shen's uh, next power play goal. So, uh, yeah, Blues are up uh, five to one at this point, and it's it's about over. But um, they did, you know, third period. Uh, Sanford scores the second of the game uh, off the faceoff set play, a rocket by Sanford. Uh, Bowmeister gains the puck on the boards, passes Sanford, who slides out of coverage outside the top of the circle. Uh, Vintage Brett oh, Hall. Yes, exactly. And that is a. That, I mean, that is, that, that is a how Brett many Hall times goal. do we see Hall score that goal? He that that is win the faceoff on the boards. Defenseman goes gets the puck. Uh, Hall slides out of coverage up the top of the top of the circle and uh, not covered. Uh, One timer, boom, scores exactly. Yeah, perfect. Danny Oates feeds him a perfect pass. Yep. Yep. That's that's the type of goal that's, this, this Blues fans know. That there is why you were on this show, sir. That kind of analysis, bring referencing that from Brett Hall, spot on. Good on you. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, and, and probably bringing up Adam Oates for you makes you very happy. I, uh, you know, Oates is my all-time favorite. So yeah. Yep. No, um, that's uh, that was just a beautiful goal, and and again, you you know, it's a six-one game at that point, and you're saying, you know, okay, that goal doesn't matter, but I mean, for Zach Sanford, that matters. This guy is basically yeah. one playing for a spot. I mean, I know that that. People are going to say, well, he's going to get the minutes no matter what. That's not true. Sammy Blay's back in the lineup. 
Sammy Blay is going to move up to that top line if they have to, if they're losing games. Sanford maybe shuffles down to the third or fourth line. So he's playing for the minutes, so you want to see him succeed if he can do it. And two, not saying it's going to happen, but, you know, there's potential that he is a trade target for a team looking I, to make a move. I think he and, would be one of the prime guys to go somewhere. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, his contract's not awful. I know, again, he's kind of been the whipping boy for Blues fans, but I think his contract's not bad. He's a he's a proven cup winner. He's been playing great lately. <laughs> he's a great trade target. So yeah. for him to be able to step in and make a goal like that, I mean, that's something people are going to take notice of and say, hey, if we can get that guy on a power play to shoot the puck like that, we're going to be golden. He's uh, he's playing well at the right time because in the next few weeks, uh, the trade deadline is going to be here. So if he can keep us up um, and the Blues want, do want to acquire that uh, top six guy uh, in a in a you know, Sanford and a first rounder or something, uh, you know, maybe that gets it. So, uh, we'll see. I, 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 I think somebody, somebody on, uh, I think it was Twitter. Maybe it was another forum. I'm not sure said, uh, why would you want to trade Sanford now when he's playing well? I'm like, this is why you trade Sanford. Cause he's playing well. If, if you want to upgrade at other positions, I think Sanford is a prime guy to move because, uh, before before this stretch of uh, good games that he's had, he had no value. There there was nobody that would yeah, want him for anything. I agree. Uh, now he may have some value. Um, right. So I mean, he's there's there's a skill in trading high in sports, and you know you run the risk of a guy you know taking off as he goes somewhere else. I get it, but if you can improve your team and have a better shot at winning the cup this year, I think you do it and. Uh, Moving Sanford is an option right now with the way he's playing. Don't get me wrong. I'm one of the people who thinks that if the Blues stand pat again, I'm fine with that. Um, I know there were some arguments against that, that, oh, well, you do that two years in a row, uh, blah, blah, blah. They got lucky last year. Teams that win the Cup, they don't make massive moves no. right before, typically. Well, the thing the thing I have an issue with is I think that all – I have no problem with the Blues not making a move if Tarasenko is back for playoffs. If he's back yes. for playoffs no. – I'm like, you know what? If 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 nothing, if you don't like any of the moves and any of the deals that are coming your way, stand pat. You get Tarasenko back. I'm all, I'm perfectly fine with that. Uh, you, but you know what if getting he, Tarasenko back is like and right? making a trade. It's <laughs> just like, like making, making a trade. A trade. But the thing is that if he's not back until the second round, or thereabouts, then you almost want to see. The Blues make a move, in my opinion, uh, to get a top six guy, which is a heavy rumors floating around. You got Kreider, you got Hoffman now. Uh, with yeah, tra- that's a surprise. That one. is, which I don't really agree with. As long, I mean, if they're gonna make, if they're in the playoffs, he's not going anywhere. I don't think. But I think if they no. fall out, because they're right on the edge, they're right on the on on the verge. Over the next three weeks, if they if they if they fall, you know, four, three four points out, five points out, uh, he might go. And uh, that's – I was all about Ho- – if you take on Hoffman, you take on his crazy ex – or his crazy uh, girlfriend, <laughs> which – if Yes, that's true. Uh, if if anything is – if anyone's going to fall out in the Atlantic, it'll be Florida. Um, both the wildcard teams are going to go to the Metropolitan. You think um, Quinville is going to let the Panthers fall out of the race? I mean – And that's the thing is that you – the Panthers don't fall out 
that means Toronto doesn't make the playoffs. I mean, that's a crazy thought. <laughs> and again, this is, I mean, the, the, the Maple Leafs and the Blues were like the same. They make the playoffs a lot, you know, ish. And uh, uh, the Blues more than the Maple Leafs, I believe, made the playoffs. But uh, yeah. yeah, no cups, you know, the, the same drought, basically, because Toronto won the cup the year before the Blues came to the league. So uh, yeah, the, the Maple Leafs have the longest drought, is I believe, in the NHL for the for the cup. So yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of, in a way, rooting for Toronto, even though it's kind of like sacrilegious for you know because they spend so much money. Really, you I, are so like I want to see chaos and anarchy. Yes, I do. I really I'm do. Surprised. I really do. I want to see chaos and anarchy a lot, and I love it. I love the the conversation, and I love the humor. So then why are you rooting for Toronto? Not, I mean, how much fun would the summer be if they didn't make the playoffs? I'm not rooting for Toronto. What I'm what I'm saying is that if they get in the playoffs. I may have a soft spot for them. That's what I'm kind of saying. Okay. So okay. I, okay. So they're kind of like your girlfriend team. Yeah. Your get, wife is the St. Louis Blues. Your girlfriend <laughs> is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yes. Yeah. Right. I, I suppose. Whatever. Uh, I, 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 it'd be fun. To, it'd be interesting to see how si- crazy the city went. However, with that said, I do hate Toronto on the flip side because of how every time a player is mentioned, oh, Oh yeah, uh, Maple Leafs will get him. They, they, he can go. To, he, he Toronto's in the mix for this guy, for this free agent, for this guy in this trade to acquire him every damn time, and it rarely happens. And it's just humorous to me. So, I guess what I'm saying is, is that whatever happens, I'll I'll be happy with Toronto. It's it's going to be interesting because Florida they've got a six they got 64 points. Uh, they're number three in the Atlantic. Number two is. Uh, uh, Tampa with 71 points. I doubt they catch them, but I guess there's a chance. Uh, and then Toronto is barking on the uh, heels of uh, Florida. They're uh, 63 points. Again, Florida with 64. Um, but Toronto also has two games, or I guess I should say Florida has two games in hand on Toronto. Uh, so that benefits them. But, yeah, I mean, that's interesting. That That's going to be the, I think to me, that's the most interesting white race in the Eastern Conference. Um does Florida hold on? Does Toronto find a way to get in? If Toronto gets hot, I guess there's a good chance they could take one of the wild card spots away from the Islanders or Philadelphia. Um, I just don't see that happening. I think if they get in, they're going to have to go in the Atlantic and they're going to have to pay Tampa Bay in the first round. How about that? Well, congratulations. You made the playoffs. Now you got to play the Tampa Bay Lightning. I see, mean, that's uh, so Florida, that's not fun. So Florida's uh, actually playing quite well, uh, along with the rest of the Atlantic, you know. Uh, seven two. It's funny. Boston, Tampa Bay, Florida, top three teams. Atlantic, all seven two and one in the last ten. Yep. And Boston, Tampa Bay have each won four in a row. Um. So, and even and even Montreal, even uh, they're seven three and zero. I mean that. Yeah. That Atlantic's rolling right now. And even Philadelphia, they're seven two and zero. The last wild card spot right now. Yep. So uh, the the Carolina fans uh hoping to uh, catch Philadelphia and pass them. Philadelphia, uh, Toronto's four four and two. So they're they're uh, yeah they're what now was it yeah you said two points out so yeah I, I mean yeah man the show's kind of been the, the show's a little bit trended towards talking about Carolina this episode so I'll add that if Carolina doesn't make the playoffs I really hope that doesn't mean the end of Rod Brindamore there and I would think he'd get probably another year at least but I think he's done a great job with that team and I love what he's done well, and I'm happy to see him 
head coach in a team again. Out of all the or, teams that are fighting for a wild card spot, uh, goal differential for Carolina not not even close. They're way ahead. Uh, they're a plus yeah. twenty four. That, that, that's you would think. So over, when they lose, it's a close game. <laughs> you that's would what think, that means. You would think over time that would that would work to their advantage. And they would they would see the benefits of that and move up in the standing somewhat because I mean the teams ahead of them 15, 13, 11 plus uh I, they're they're you know their 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 defense and their goaltending has been a plus uh not you know withstanding last night for the blues uh but uh 145 goals allowed is uh second best in the uh, out of all the teams that are not in the playoffs so and uh let's see better than a few of the playoff teams. So we'll see. Uh, Carolina scored a couple more goals in this game to make it uh, not, you know, a blowout, I guess. Uh, Blues win this it made game. made me pissed off because I got Bennington on my fantasy team. And so here, thank you, Carolina. And here's the deal with that is that Bennington's numbers this season uh, have not been as good as, uh, especially lately, since December 3rd or 7th or whatever it is. Uh, he's, his save percentage in GAA is not great, and people are kind of pointing it out and starting to talk about it now. Um so his last two goals just kind of took a hit on his on his uh, his stats, and and it's it's unfortunate because uh, one was a bad break off of a uh, Preco's glove by Bennington, and uh, the other one was a nice tip in by McGinn on a pass from Stall. So, yeah, I, I mean it's not much Bennington can do. I thought he played it. I thought he had a good game, a real good game. He did. Yeah, he had a solid game. Real good game. Allowed three goals. Uh, it is what it is. Is save percentage is under nine nine for the game. So it's it's one of those games where he played well, just taking the numbers, which. So that's and this is a, this game is a perfect example of why uh, you you can't always go by stats for goalies. Eye test is a huge thing uh, with goalies. So this is just an example. Uh, Eleven games in a row at home with a point now, um, and uh, Blues were two for four in the power play, three for four in the PK, and they out, and were outshot by Carolina twenty eight twenty six. Didn't have a ton of shots. But they had a number of high quality chances that they converted on and weren't the victim of a goalie who stood on his head, which uh, has happened a couple times in the past six games. Yep. Uh, thank God. So, a uh, couple comments. Uh, you mentioned that, um, you know, Bennington save percentage goes under nine for this. Um, comment that Bernie actually made in one of the intermissions, I think it was after the second intermission, uh, that shots were at that point, uh, hang on, sorry. 14 to 13 shots were 14 to 13 in favor of Carolina after two periods. Did it not feel like, yeah. and this is what Bernie mentioned, there was way more shots on goal than that. Yeah, it did. And I think that's because it, it felt like Bennington and, and Mrazek were under fire the whole game. And it just, for some reason, it just wasn't shots getting on net, I guess. Yeah. I, I, well, I, th- I think shots were going wide. And I think also that the uh, chances that uh, the goalies had were good chances. Uh, yeah. so it was, it was exciting. It wasn't like a easy save here, easy save there. It was, wow, that was a good save. Wow. That was a good save. Um, so maybe it seemed like there were more shots than there were. And I agree with you. I, 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 and that comment it was like, Hey, I look up at the, the shot counter, which thank God Fox sports Midwest does, because you know, if the game's on NBC, it, they don't do that, which is like mind boggling to me. I can't, I, I yeah, can't, what the my hell? Head, I don't understand. Uh, they want to do all this. <laughs> the NHL wants to do all this 
cool on-screen graphics uh, pl- uh, thing, and they can't even put the fucking shot total on the screen. The player tracker, Jesus. which is completely unnecessary for the most part. You know we what? saw in the All-Star game. You know but what? They won't put shots on goal on the board. I know. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm all for the player tracker stuff. Uh, if you want to look at it on like uh, on the web, like on NBCSN. Yes. 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 If you're or if it was like an alternate feed. Yes. You could you could turn on off based on the the your your yep. your online feed base. So you, oh all you, for it. You want to stream this game and you could turn on the analysis uh, on the tracker stuff. Great. Perfect. I might do it for a while. I don't think I want it on all the time. No. But it, and maybe it'll change. It would be, and, and maybe this is what's going to happen in the future. It'd be really cool if you could just say, like, when you're on your computer, I only want to track this player, this player, and this player. And I think yeah, hopefully that's right. eventually where it's going to go. That's cool. And yeah. that is really cool to think about. But, like, yeah, in terms of tracking every single player, all the ice time, I. I'll do it every now and then if it's an option, but yeah, I'm not. I don't want that on full time broadcasts. I, I I hear you. Although I am, I, I would I wouldn't mind watching a full broadcast with it on, just to get the full take of it and just to just to watch it. And I think you could, couldn't you during the All Star game do it online? And uh, I, didn't, I think so. I didn't and do that. I I like it in the sense of when it's just on the top bar too. But when they've got like the, the the little kind of like pop-up bubble over the player, Yeah, that's distracting. That's a little too yeah, much. Yeah, it can be. It, it, it needs, I mean, go, I don't know. It seems like it's too much. I agree. Uh, NHL 94 did it better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just a Agreed. little star by the player. You just, yeah, I don't know. Yep. Figure it out. Uh, so, um, figure it out. Figure it out. A uh, couple comments. Uh, Fit Kristen, who is stuck with us, by the way, and I believe um, our guest... Uh, is still on here as well. Fit uh, Kristen Ms. is going to be Amanda. a listener every week. She's going to be here every week. She's Listen, great. She is. I I love her. I I would I want to clean her up and raise her as my own. <laughs> Sorry, that's a quote from Mystery Alaska for anybody who's seen I, that. I, I just watched um, that a few weeks ago. It's a great movie. Uh, Fit Kristen says uh, one of the Ahos is the Walmart brand. Talking earlier about how there's two Ahos in the league. Aho. Bob Rakowski tries to rival his comment earlier to win comment of the night. Uh, Aho is on Grand Avenue. Aho is in Carolina. <laughs> Very nice. Nice work, Bob. Very nice. Beautiful. Uh, Slushy Slushy says, I'm from Brazil. Nice. So, Slushy, thanks for joining us. Very cool to hear. Are, are you a blues fan or just kind of stumble on the broadcast is what I'm kind of wondering here. Uh, it could be, he could be like browsing YouTube and fell down a rabbit hole. But that's yep. or, or maybe we're selling him short. Maybe he's a blues fan. So. Yeah, welcome. And uh, a couple more, couple more comments. Friend of uh, mine, Mister Hotard Twelve, guy I play hockey with. Uh, hello, Ponzi. He says, um, and then uh, he says the Halo puck is the best. Uh, too much on the screen. Talking about the uh, the player tracker. Name of puck carrier would be awesome. That's kind of what you just mentioned, Kurt. Yeah. If they had like a like it was like an NHL EA version where you could just have like the star on the player or the circle around the player with the puck and it just had like the player's last name under it that would actually be kind of cool to watch because that's that's how I grew up playing video games yeah <laughs> agreed <laughs> agreed um man okay so uh we have a couple of things here from last show we didn't get to that are kind of uh, topical and now it is 1105 I right know now. Holy so cow. Let, let's let's kind of just glaze over these real quick 
Um, we can uh, we can bring these back up next week with Bill on the show as well. Yeah, we can, and I, and I'm sure we will because it'll be closer to the trade deadline, and the yep. Blues aren't going to make a move between now and then. I don't think uh, because I wouldn't think so. Well, they're going to reevaluate Tarasenko on the 15th, so it should be before yep. then. Uh, uh, trade possibilities. Uh, Kreider, Chris Kreider is like front and center as a possibility. Um, he suffered. I think Jeremy Rutherford even said on Twitter, future St. Louis blue Chris Kreider. Uh, he suffered an apparent injury the other day, but took a full practice on Tuesday and he, uh, apparently played tonight for the Rangers. Uh, I have not checked that out yet, but, uh, scored a goal. Did he? Oh, that's right. I did see that. Yeah. You're right. Yep. Um, so, uh, upping his trade value. Um, And then uh, if if it was mentioned that uh, in the uh, 31 thoughts um, that if Kreider doesn't work out, uh, one of the Blues fallback options would be Florida's Mike Hoffman, which is was the first time I'd heard his name uh, mentioned as a trade possibility for the Blues. Since he was with Ottawa, it's right. the first time I've heard him mentioned right. moving. So I was like, oh. That's shocking. Because I was all about Hoffman for a while, you know? And, yeah, I was uh, too. And I'm like, ah, looking at his numbers, I kind of – he was a 70-point guy last year. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, I don't it, know. I, I just I just wonder – and that's the thing that, that would kind of make me pump the brakes a bit is Florida's battling for a playoff spot. Right. So why would they want to move him? And then the, the, so the question that comes to my mind is maybe there's locker room issues. Well, and, the Blues and are – again, the, I'm completely speculating, but if you look at – Okay, this is the first time he's had locker room issues. Okay, fine. Move him. Let's see what we can get. Whatever. If there is locker room issues, yeah. this would be a second one. And that is something that, that you carry with you when you leave teams. The Blues were fighting for a playoff spot and they traded Stasny. So That's true. I mean, there's always I mean, if you're not like if you're fighting for the last playoff spot, I mean, there's that mindset was the Blues were doing. Uh, there's a mindset to you know get what you can for a guy. So and Hoffman's in the last year of his contract. So if he walks, they're gonna get nothing. So I can that th- it could be a Blues uh, Stasny situation. So yep. we'll 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 see. I, I mean I'm very intrigued. We'll interesting. I'm intrigued. It's interesting. Yeah, it is. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they have a young guy in the pipeline that I don't know about. Maybe there's somebody there who they say we could probably plug this guy in um, and move on from one of our players, get some more help. Uh, that'll stick around longer, and maybe that's the plan. So maybe that's something they're planning. But it, for me, it's just it's uh, it's weird to think that that a playoff team could be moving a guy like Hoffman. I I agree, but w- the next three weeks will be big because that's between yep. now and the play and the d- traded line. So and they could fall out of it. They could be going to tear and go and be well in it. So that that that's going to be a big deal. Uh, Mitch Gumelli says, uh, "Question: Allen to Leafs? <laughs> that I, you know, off season? It's not. Maybe. I don't think it's going to happen. Well, the only reason he says that Frederick Anderson is now hurt, uh, well, and they have had severe back back uh, backup goalie issues this year. So they may be pretty damn desperate well, to get somebody if, for the rest of the, the year. If that's the case, the, I, so I, if you can if you can fleece them and get." Like a Nylander, I think you have to make that move, but I, I don't know if you'll be able to do that. Any, any move that makes this team better right now for this season, I would be in favor of, but I don't see the Blues 
actively shopping Allen uh, during this season. Off season, yes, absolutely. I think because next year is his last year of the contract. So I, I, I and if, if if Bennington finishes the year where you feel he's the guy, you know, I, I don't see why you keep Allen next next season. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah, I, I, I think the only way you move in, we used to talk about this because I remember John Davidson once called uh, TJ Oshie untouchable. And on this show, we were like, is he really, though? And we asked the question, is really anybody untouchable? Nobody should and, be. Uh, nobody should be. No, and nobody is. Nobody is. I mean, again, you can say all you want. Vladimir Tarasenko is an untouchable player. If you're offered Connor McDavid for him, you're making that trade right. 10 days a week. I mean, those are cra- so, that's a crazy scenario. It's not going to happen. But... Yeah, I agree with you. That to They're say not untouchable. No, no, no one no. is. And I, I've always said this on this show is that if I if if I could trade anybody on this team, and this team would then be better now and in the future, I'm doing it. I, I, yeah. I, I'm a fan of this team, this franchise. I, I'm not more of a fan of a one in particular player, even though I have my favorites. I love some of these guys, but. You know, my allegiance lies with the franchise over an individual player, because players come and go. You know, that's that's what ha- that's what they do. So I can't. I don't get too attached to players, even though I do actually. You know, really enjoy a number of them. But so. no, I'm with you, and that's why I bring that up. I think that you know, if again, if Toronto's desperate, it's the final hour of the trade deadline. They know Anderson's going to be out for a couple more weeks. They're still in a playoff spot where they're they're battling to get in, and they call Doug Armstrong in the final hour and say, "We need Jake Allen. Give us Jake Allen. What do you want?" Then you have that conversation. But I don't think it's the other way around. I don't think Jay, uh, Doug Armstrong saying, "Okay, other thirty teams, who needs a goalie?" Yeah. That's not how it's going to go. Uh, Hotar twelve, uh, your hockey buddy says. Uh... Wouldn't touch Hoffman. Would like to see this team stand pat. Hoffman and Dougie Hamilton are players you don't want. And he says Allen will be traded at the draft. So we'll see. That's I mean, it's very possible. That was what we thought going into the summer. I think we all said uh, on this panel that uh, that uh, uh, Jake Allen would be moved at the NHL draft, and obviously it didn't happen. Uh, I'm gonna skip over the. What's that? Hotard 12. Do you see this latest question there? Would you trade Tarasenko and Allen for Getzlaff and Miller? I'm going to say absolutely not. No, I, I, I Getzlaff is, I think he's, he's old. He's an enigma anymore. Yeah, he's old. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think I would. No. Now, if the question is Getzlaff and Gibson, I would definitely be interested. But Getzlaff and Miller, no. I'm going to say no. No. <laughs> uh, Amanda Wilkes says we'll keep Dougie Hamilton thanks <laughs> and she's right I mean honestly what they said earlier her and uh, Omar that they kind of get this band of misfits together and they all just seem to work in Carolina Dougie Ar- or Dougie uh, Dougie Armstrong Dougie Hamilton uh, was a guy who you know Boston gave up on Calgary gave up on and he goes to Cal- or, uh, uh, Carolina before his injury, he was a Norris finalist. I mean, it's crazy to think how Carolina can turn some of these guys into what other teams were was hoping these guys would turn into. Okay, 
So uh, Armstrong said that the Blues could be in the market for top six forward help. This was uh, news from a little over a week ago. And uh, so the speculation has been, he basically said they're going to acquire somebody if Tarasenko is not back for playoffs. He mm. pretty much said that. So, and they're going to reevaluate Tarasenko on the 15th of February, which is uh, what? Tw- uh, 10, 10 days. days away. So That's in, Saturday. in 10 days, they're going to evaluate him and see what, if he'll be back for playoffs or if they think he will be. And if they don't think he will be, uh, he pretty much said, they're going to make a move or try to for a top six forward, which... And for anyone who's wondering, February 15th, that is nine days before the trade deadline. Yeah, so they'll have some time so to... feel like that's enough time to, to get a deal done right. at that point. At least get a conversation started to make something happen before the deadline. So, and The yep. Athletic uh, released a had an article out, which top six forwards could be the... Could the Blues be targeting in a trade? Here are 10 who might be who's on the their list. the author of that? Uh, you're going to ask me that on the, on the, I don't know. Let me see. Uh, wasn't it, uh, wasn't it JR? Uh, was it JR? Yeah, it was. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so, so the way that you want to say this, Kurt, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a lesson in hosting. Um, article came out in the athletic from friend of the show, friend, Jeremy Rutherford. Well, if you would let me talk. Yes, I would. <laughs> I, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let me give you a lesson in uh, podcasting, Jeff. Uh, when the if I'm talking and I'm uh, in the middle of a comment, don't interrupt me and say. You know what, Kurt? Let me give you <laughs> some advice on hosting. Don't have guests on who have technical issues. Oh, I do. Boom. I, I say that because she's still listening. I do believe. Trouble, yes, I know, and I do believe that uh, you set that up. So that was on you to uh, have that whole headphone thing. Uh, well, as the host of a podcast, maybe you should get some co-hosts who are working. The damn. You know what? You are right. <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing you write about today. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I and I think the 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 microphone thing was a minor thing. That that's no big deal. Um, it really is. okay. So uh, anyway, uh, the the players of notable there. Were, I got six here of the ten. A few of them I didn't think were even viable. But uh, so Chris, no. Chris Kreider. I was surprised yeah. by some of this list. Yeah, Chris Kreider, the Rangers, obviously. Tyler Toffoli, the Kings. Taylor Hall, which was interesting. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. Uh, Kovalchuk, which was, which I forgot about, uh, to be honest. And uh, there is there that that if you want to get like uh, a, a bipolar discussion on Twitter or or wherever uh, started started about hey i want to see the blues go after kovalchuk <laughs> you'll you'll have people on both sides of the spectrum uh bitching back and forth uh yeah. andreas uh athesaneo uh which A- andreas anthanasiu athanasiu happy to see you happy uh, to see you happy to see you uh and uh granlin michael granlin for uh the uh the predators so a lot, a lot to digest there for players. That those were six of the ten that were listed. Uh, the other four were I don't, I didn't bring up. But yeah, uh, real quick, uh, JG Peugeot, uh, Josh Anderson, Taylor Hall, Ilya Kovalchuk, uh, Mikhail Granlund. You mentioned those. Anthony Siu, Vladislav Nemesnikov was an interesting one. Eric Holla uh, from Minnesota. Some of those I just don't. We talked about Taylor Hall. Yeah. Uh, even Kovalchuk. Uh, Grandland, even I think I think it's uh, those are kind of stretches. I don't see those happening, especially Taylor Hall. I was surprised to see his name on there. 
Yeah, maybe his name's on there just because of the fact that he was his his name was in the discussion earlier. Uh, for maybe, maybe I don't know. The name that surprises me, and and I'm going to look up his contract while I'm saying this, uh, that that we're not seeing on that list, and at least I haven't heard any speculation about at all, is uh, somebody who's kind of flying under the radar this year, Blake Coleman. Uh, He's a 28-year-old playing for the New Jersey Devils. He's listed as a center, but I think he plays wing mostly. Um, He was born in 91, so that would make him 29, 28. He is uh, 28 right now. 28 right now. Yep. Uh, 19 goals, 10 assists, 29 points on the year. Um, you know, he's had a couple years here in the NHL. Uh, he had 22 goals in 2018, 2019. That was his career high. Uh, kind of a power forward, a guy who uh, can kind of shuffle his way to the net. Um, you know, kind of like a. I'm trying to think of a good example of what he could be like a like a like a Kachuk light, a guy you throw in maybe your um, your third line and uh, see what you can get out of him. Um, again, he's going to be a 20 goal scorer this year, and I'm looking at his salary right now. Uh, so am I. He's uh, under contract through next season for 1.8. Yeah. Yeah, and that's not a bad price tag for a guy who's going to put up twenty goals this year. No, that's really good. So that's a guy that I've been kind of looking at, saying, "So why would why is he not in discussion? Why would New Jersey move him if he's cheap and scoring though? Because New Jersey's terrible. I know and they want to get anything they can. I know, but they could trade him next year at the deadline. They could. At, at the deadline, you know what I mean? But I'm saying maybe that's a call you make if you're Doug Armstrong. Yeah, I maybe get it. you. Uh, I think he's maybe you it. say, "Hey, New Jersey, we're looking at this Coleman guy. What are you looking to get out of him?" No, I, I, I and I, that this is my opinion. Every uh, uh, trade deadline is like my phone line's open. I'm calling everybody saying, "Hey, what do you what what do you want?" And uh, what what uh, wh- let us talk about what you want and and whatnot. So I I I'd be like all about uh, just getting like. Here's which these teams want these players and for what. Um, I'd be all about that. I, I talk to everybody. So I'm a I'm a gaming nerd. For those who don't know, I play a lot of uh, EA NHL games. Um, I want to say it was right around NHL 12 in that era. There was about third. There was about three or four years where the trade deadline it was run by how many phones you had. So it was literally it, this goes. This is dating myself again. They were Blackberries. And uh, depending on how good uh, of rapport you had with other GMs, you would have so many phones at the trade deadline. (laughs) And you could literally just turn the phones off. You're like, oh, turn this one off, turn this one off. And I'd be like, why would I turn those off? If other teams are going to call me to make an offer, I'm going to listen. I'm not going to turn it off. Like, what are you pitching me? And I, if I were the GM in the NHL, I feel like I'd be the same way. Listen, I'm not going to actively shop anyone. But if you're inquiring with me, if you want this guy on my team who's a part of my playoff roster and you want him, okay, what do you want? What, what are you looking to give me for him? I mean, that's that's something I would do every trade deadline. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, talk is cheap. It didn't cost anything to talk to somebody. Oh, all right. Uh, next up for the Blues, uh, Thursday night, tomorrow, uh, February 6th versus Winnipeg in St. Louis. The Blues look to make it 12 games in a row with at least a point at home. 
Uh, Winnipeg is a few points out of the wild, the wild card spot, so they uh, they should come out kind of tough. And after the Blues loss to Winnipeg in Winnipeg last Saturday, five to two, uh, the Blues should be looking to uh, exact a little revenge on the uh, Jets. So last I time- think since since the playoffs last year, I think every meeting between the Blues and Jets this year has been fun, fun hockey. I agree. And uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing some more tomorrow night. The last time the Jets were in St. Louis the, uh, this season, the Blues won four to one. Yep. So, and that was uh, and part of their current streak of points in a game. So, yep. Yeah, that was in uh, December, was it not? I believe so. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean they they always have a good game against the Jets, and the Jets honestly always have a good game against the Blues. So, um, this is one that if you still have a printout calendar. You should be circling because this is a uh, this is going to be a fun one to watch. I agree. Oh, yeah. Any anytime you play the the anytime you play the Jets, uh, like you said, it's just uh, the playoff series was great. Um, they can be a good team, <laughs> um, but uh, so we'll see. That's uh, plus, man, their fans are the best, and it's weird to say that about a team in your division. Because, you know, we hate Blackhawks fans. We hate Predators fans. Jets fans are the best. So whenever you get a game against them and you can interact with them on social media, it's usually a pretty good time. <laughs> They're fun, no, man. I, I, I agree with you. Do you remember that uh, that, um, that that poster they had hanging up of uh, Tarasenko in the pink shirt behind yes, the bench in yes, the playoffs yes, last yes, year? Yes, that was great. That was one of the funniest damn things I've ever seen. I, had, I laughed so hard when I saw that. I had seen that picture before. Uh, yeah. Because he did a number. But I've never seen it blown up no, no, no. at an opposing no, no. rink. Because <laughs> he, when he was in the KHL, he did a number of uh, – he did a, a photo shoot uh, with some stuff, uh, holding teddy bears and stuff. And, yep. And uh, I don't know, for Valentine's uh, – if they have Valentine's Day in, in Russia, I guess they do. Uh, something like that, but it was it was kind of funny. And that that's, Hallmark stretches all borders. Sure, right? I mean that's a money maker. It's a money maker world run, world uh, world uh, round. Uh, I'm I'm out of stuff to talk about, Jeff. Well, I don't know, man. It's 11:25. We can make it to a uh, a, no. a clear midnight if you want. I no, I, no I'd rather not. Yeah, you know, I, <laughs> I I gotta work tomorrow. I'm you do too, so and our listeners yes, do too. Yes, I do. Most of them. Some have school. Uh, some, some of them, some of school. Yeah, Austin, go to bed. Why are you still listening? <laughs> I think he went to. I think he went to bed already. I'll say I haven't seen him in a while talking in the chat. Yeah. Um, real quick, uh, Bob does ask if it's an eleven-game home streak on the line. No, um, home that sounds, point streak. It's a point streak. We yeah, lost because they lost in a shootout to Philadelphia on January fifteenth in a shootout. Yeah, in overtime, wasn't it? Uh, was it not a shootout? I guess it was what. Okay, whatever, whatever it was it was a, it was a loss, overtime loss. I'm looking. I'll have an answer for you before the show's over. Okay. Overtime, Jacob Borchek. Okay. Board. I remember that now. Yep, I remember right. that. Uh, yeah. So we're good. The uh, I guess that'll wrap up this edition of Let's Go Blues Radio, episode 51 of season eight of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube chat during the live show. Uh, and also thanks to uh, the folks from uh, the... Oh, I don't have the podcast. Red anymore. Revolution. Yes. Very good. Go ahead and you're sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was all fun. Uh, thanks for coming on. And uh, they invited us on their show. So hopefully that happens. Uh, we'd be happy to come on their show and, and talk some of the hockeys. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed 
this show as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, let's go Blues. Revolution Rampage Podcast. I'm sorry, that was a, a little off. But let's end the show now. Let's go Blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.